God bless you and welcome today from the beautiful hill country of Texas. Well, surely you'd say hi, (laughs) y'all. Well, we are in the heart of Texas and there's some wind around us today, but it sure is helping cool down this Texas heat. And we just wanted to say a great big thank you to all of our partners and those who pray for us, stand with us, uh, minister to us through your prayers and support, finances, everything that you do to help us preach this gospel around the world. Yeah, they minister with us around the world. They we, do. we not only want to say thank you, but let That's you right. know that we pray for you constantly, constantly, continuously. And I'll tell you how we've been praying during this yes, pandemic totally. last year and a half is that during this pandemic that God brings you out Bring with you a high, high hand. That's what the Old Testament says when God delivered them from Egypt out of Pharaoh's captivity right. for 430 years. Exactly. Brought them out with a high hand. And and we're declaring that God brings you out with a high hand, right. with testimonies of look what the Lord has done and without missing a meal, without missing a bill. Right. And uh, I covenanted with the Lord 53 years ago when I went into ministry. And I said, Father, those people that you appoint and anoint to be our partners, to help right. us, I covenant with you that they'll be blessed, that they'll receive blessings financially, uh, physically right. in their That's family right. in their home that you'll lead them and guide them and direct them spirit soul body finances family and home in every area so i want you to know you're prayed for you're loved you're appreciated right. thank you so much god bless Amen. you we love you and you are more, more than, than conquerors, conquerors. Hello, everyone. God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors, Terry Mize Ministries podcast. And we are just delighted, aren't we? We are. (laughs) To be back again and share with you and join with you as one body of the Jesus Christ here in the earth, preaching the gospel around the world. And just like we go to a lot of different places in the world, and Terry's gone for 53 years around the world on many, uh, in many countries and on almost every continent. <laughs> and we are... All but Antarctica. All but Antarctica. I just never felt led to minister to penguins. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That would, uh, that would be a trip for sure. But anyway, we are just delighted to be here with you because all of us together, just like the Apostle Paul said, you know, uh, yeah, over there in in the New Testament, he said to the to the people that because you prayed and oh, God's yeah. word worked and we went, uh, we were able to do the gospel. And then he told him in Philippians that because of your offerings, he was able to go. Second sure. Corinthians nine, sure. because the people gave, he was able to go and do. And so we're you all prayed, together. You prayed. We use our faith, and God moved. And God <laughs> moved, and that's so powerful. Um, I think it's just shocking to me. That was that verse is in Second Corinthians, and chapter one, I believe. But we are all together doing the same work. We have the same focus. We have the same objective, and yet I, there's a part. Part of it all, Terry, that has to come together, and that is that we strengthen one another. Sure. That in honor we prefer one another. That we are members of one body, and the hand can't say to the foot, "I have no need of thee," or the ear to the 
to, you know, to some other part of the body. I don't need you. Sure. The eyes can't say, well, I'm the most important. Nobody stands in a place of preeminence because unto Jesus shall the gathering of the people be. He is Lord. He is Savior. He is Redeemer. He is the Creator. <laughs> it's His will that must be done in heaven and in earth. And thankfully, uh, He has deemed us important and valuable to do the work of God. So that's what's important, the work of God. That's the big title over everything all of us do. So never, never forget that, that we are all doing the same objective and working the same uh, job description, and that is to reap the harvest to get our job done, to go out there and win souls, and that's our purpose, and it's for His kingdom. In Absolutely. Jesus' name. Our job is to fulfill the great commissions that we have sheaves to lay at the Master's feet. Yes. You don't want to come to heaven empty-handed. Empty-handed. Uh, you don't want to get to heaven, and the Lord says, uh, welcome, what did you bring? And you say, uh, I brought all my cassette tapes. I brought all my <laughs> teaching series. I brought I brought my money. I brought this. I brought yeah, that. I brought all no. these great books. He said, no, 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 but where, where are the sheaves? Uh, yes. to lay at the master's no, feet. Who did right. you bring with you? I love that verse in Psalms. He that goeth forth and weepeth. Uh, that's old King James. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless, doubt, I mean, without a doubt, come rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Yes. And that is the purpose that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Because so that we, old, old, old song came from bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> That's right. And it's such a wonderful uh, and sheaves objective. for those younger people that wouldn't understand that, that sheep, language. Yeah. Is, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, when you've gathered the wheat and you've cut the wheat, then you tie, you tie a bundle together. Yes. That's, and that's a, that's a sheep. That's a sheep. And so you bring the sheep mm -hmm. to the Lord, the, the, the bundled wheat, the bundled harvest. That's right. I forget that sometimes people don't understand those kinds of that language or vocabulary because a sheave was just a sign of abundance. It sure. was a sign of prosperity. Sure. It was a sign of health and success. Sure. That and, and you'll see that on, on loaves of bread and you'll see mm -hmm. that in advertising. They'll use a sheave mm -hmm. of wheat mm -hmm. uh, to express abundance and hardiness. Yeah, <laughs> a shock of wheat, uh, and it's which just means a bunch of a bunch of wheat put together, put together, tied up. My, my, that's what we need to be aware of and focus on. And the enemy wants to build. I think we spent one whole uh, podcast talking about how the enemy builds brush fires oh, sure. of distraction. To if he finds out, you'll stop what stop, you're doing. Yes. You talk and about get that. distracted and go put out the fire. Right. Then he'll just keep starting fires. Because here you are busy at the master's work doing what God told right. you to do, and he starts to fire over here. The devil starts firing, so you stop doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And you run over there to put out the fire. Right. Then this doesn't get done over here. Exactly. Well, if the devil knows you'll do that, that, yeah. that if you're going to oh, do, that's right. do that, then as soon as you get back over here to start your job again, he'll start another fire. And then you exactly. start another fire. Then you start another fire, and, and you end up putting, <laughs> spend all your time putting out fires, and never accomplish that's right. the thing that you were sent to do. Well, I, that's I know. why we have to stay focused and stay of one mind, one accord, and have to know, like Jesus knew. Right. Jesus knew he was a soldier under command. Right. You know, there in the book of Luke, he preached really, really good over the, one one seminar he did. And the people came to him and said, Jesus, you did so good the other night. Come back and preach again. Come back and do a six-week revival. And he said, no, I must go to the next, next city's 
also right. for thereunto am I sent. sent. So he knew he was a soldier under command. Right. He knew he was sent. And so he wasn't just doing his own thing because he said, right. I don't do what I want to do. I only do what I see my father do. I don't say what I want to say. I only say what I hear my father say. And so he said, I, I'm a soldier under command. He didn't That's say I'm so a soldier good. under command, but he knew he was a soldier right. under command. Right. He said, I've been sent to, to do this. Do. So I can't stop and do this right. when I'm supposed to be doing, doing this. this. Jesus wasn't willing, Renee, to saturate one area with the gospel That's right. at the expense of the other. That's right. The Apostle Paul, same right. way, he wasn't willing to saturate just one area, just stay in one area right. and just saturate that with the gospel and mm. preach and preach and preach and re-preach and re-preach and re yes. while this part goes with that. He wasn't willing to do that. And no, we, we, the church today, need to be very um, aware of that. Wise and aware. And, and realize that, hey, we can't just get stuck right. uh, preaching in one place, even though there's there's a place for that. That's what churches are for. That's right. what pastors are for. You go in one place and minister to that flock and that sheep. But That's then, right. You're the but, caregiver. But the gospel has to not get stuck in one place. It's got right. to be shared because we're soldiers under command. We're sent to do a job. We're on a mission to do a job on a mission from, from God. Well, and that's that just, you know, excites me in one sense too, Terry, because the, oblig the, the responsibility of that kind of management over your own soul requires the wisdom of God and it requires the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So you do not violate the wisdom in like the five wise and the five foolish virgins. Sure. You don't violate the wisdom of the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. You don't violate uh, and assume you can do all of it when God has called you to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And it's like you've said so many times about we can get busy doing the good things yep. and not the best right. things. The good becomes the enemy of best. Yes. The church is always doing good things. Right. We're always doing good good things. Right. We're helping this and helping yes, this and helping are. this and helping <laughs> this. But if we yes. don't watch out, right. at the end of the day, we're so tired and worn out and right. expended from doing all the good things that we haven't done the best thing. Well, and it's that and marriage that can be the same thing. way. You yeah. can get so busy doing doing life, oh. you know, paying the bills, mowing the grass, taking out the yes. grass, taking the kids no to school, uh, doing all the things you do, which are all good and all necessary. Right. right. But if you don't watch out, you don't you don't protect the marriage. You don't do the best thing. The best things. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's the truth. Whether you're whether you're older, you know, in age, or whether you're a, a, a new married couple or mid thirties, mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you're an empty nester for the first time. Uh, there's always that focus of keeping the be the best thing, the best thing, right. and that's what's major so important. Major on majors, no major, major on minors. minors. Yeah. Well, I think so many keep, times keep the main you know, thing, the main thing. We get busy. We almost take on the characteristics of being a fireman. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I and I have always said and felt like I mean for years and years and years that you don't have to be a fireman to put out a fire. Sure. I understand that concept, sure. but on the other hand if you're just relegated to being and i know let's stop and say this too i know that there are job positions in many industries if not all of the different business industries around the world where they actually hire people to be a troubleshooter sure of course they and that's that is a magnanimous gift in someone's life to be the troubleshooter to be the fireman mm -hmm, <laughs> to mm -hmm. go in there and solve as as uh, was it proverb says naughty problems 
problems, you know, to where you're called to do that. And that is marvelous. But we're talking about yeah, the not, dated... Naughty like, a, like tying a knot. K-N-O-T-T-Y. Yeah, yeah. God, God's good at fixing naughty problems. Naughty problems. You know, things that are tangled. <laughs> yeah, the things that are tangled, that are things that are too high for us. Mm -hmm. You know, David said in Psalm 131, he says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor are my eyes lofty, nor do I exercise myself in things that are too high for me. Yes. But the enemy will try to get you to, over to do that. Oh, of course, and of he'll course. stress your life out by trying to do all of the things that will fix the problem instead of like Mary just sitting at the feet of Jesus and it all gets worked out. Sure. You know? Hey, you hey. and I are yes. in... The hill country. Yes, we are. Our favorite place. One of our favorite spots in the world <laughs> yes. is, is the kind of in the heart of Texas. There's a there's a area of several hundred square miles, I guess. Yes. Uh, called the hill country, and it's, and it's so just, beautiful. Uh, it's just uh, what west of Austin and north yeah. of San Antonio, yeah. and, and uh, there's just an area there uh, in the middle of the state that's called the hill country, and we're there. We're right in yes, the heart are. of the of the you know deep in the heart of texas we're right in the heart of the hill country and and usually where we try to come here uh ex every april we try to come here yes. because <laughs> the texas state flower is the blue bonnet y'all know we're blue bonnet you and i have always been big fans <laughs> you and dean were big fans of blue bonnet right. jackie and i were big fans that's right of blue bonnet the only ones that weren't were our kids because <laughs> you know that's every right. year you and dean would want to yes. grab your kids and jackie and i want to grab our kids and go run to the hill country, hill country. and take pictures of blue bonnet and all of our kids you know it's ah we all want to go sit in the blue bonnet well, and take we'd pictures. hit the strawberry festival and mm -hmm. try to see a bunch of blue bonnets all, all, and and combine those two things and it just you know they, and, I, and i told you yesterday day before <laughs> driving really do driving down here i said we've driven all through the hill and i hadn't seen a blue bonnet yet because <laughs> of course they come and go quick they 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 don't they last long they, they're from march to april and then they're gone they're gone and uh, but uh, anyway we love the hill country and we always try to come here yes. when we can and sometimes we obviously can't because of our preaching schedule and mission schedule. And sometimes we're overseas in other country and, and we don't, missed don't get it to a do it. But uh, but anyway, we're in the hill country now because we preached last week uh, in, in two different venues. Yes, we have some dear friends that uh, ask us to minister a two night meeting, and yeah. uh, and so we ministered in a little, little town of Fisher, Texas. Yes. Uh, excuse me, uh, of um, uh, Kendalia. Texas. Yeah. And then on Sunday, the, the great cowboy church over in Fisher, uh, yes. Texas. And so we've got great friends who live down here. In fact, we're in, we're in one of our friends' homes right now. Yes, they hosted, they us, in hosted us. Their lovely home here in the, here in the uh, hill country. And there's a big valley just outside the window there. It drops yes. off in the valley where uh, we, can, we can take horses and take a trail ride down there wow. if we want to. And uh, so anyway, we, we love being in the t hill country and we happen to be here right now. And so uh, yes, we we're are. happy about that. Yes, we are. It, it's, you it's, were out walking among the cows yesterday. Yes, I have great pictures of cows up close and personal. <laughs> and they had such lovely curved, pretty horns and just as docile as they could be. Yeah, the bees around the house here are just they kind of are, pets. And horses just, just ran right by the porch. And uh, it was just an absolutely marvelous 
a beauty and food for my eye gate and rest and peace for our soul. You know, you can you can take us out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of us. <laughs> no, so. That's right. It's just so wonderful to me. And I just have enjoyed it. And Terry was able to go hunting a, cu a couple of times here. And it's just been absolutely a marvelous retreat time for us for a day or so. But then we go right back into to doing the the real job. You yeah, know? I was out late last night and coming back here to the house and and a, an axis deer, a big old buck. Oh my! Just jumped jump the fence, ran, so right over, ran, ran right over, ran right in the road, right in front of us, and and we followed him for you know a few seconds, and he ran down the the, the side of the road, what we call the bar ditch. And uh, and then for some reason he stopped and turned around and ran back towards us. Oh my! Which I got a good video of him doing it. Yes. And then he ducked under the fence and was gone. But he, his antlers were tall. I showed oh you the video. My. His antlers were were tall, beautiful axis deer. They're spotted. Uh, they're and they're, they're an exotic creatures. game from from yes. Asia. And they're just all over the hill country, and so that was pretty to see him. I, I, of course, it was it was night and on the highway, so I didn't get to shoot him. But uh, I had been out there yeah. hunting his brothers and sisters yesterday morning, and they were they yeah. were uh, weren't he would have been a lot easier to shoot. No, right. When I told somebody yesterday. I said I don't understand. And good eating. I told somebody I was hunting with yesterday. One of my friends. I said I don't understand why we don't why we don't hunt cows. <laughs> because they taste better and they're easier to That's hunt. Right. That's they're right. They're not hard to hunt at all. They're not hard to find at all. But anyway, anyway, we're in the hill country. We're happy about that. that yes, and we'll we be are. here a few more days and we're off and gone again. We're going to spend a lot of time in August, though, in Texas. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to be in, at Brother Copeland's meeting in Fort Worth, Southwest Believers. Right. Uh, uh, the first week of August. That goes from Monday to, to uh, Saturday. Saturday. Actually, this year they're doing something different. They're doing... Uh, the Sunday before it starts. So it starts on, I don't have a calendar with me. I think it starts on the 1st of August. But anyway, it yeah. starts on starts on that first Monday. Right. Uh, but actually the day before on Sunday, they're actually going to do a Flashpoint live. Oh, wonderful. So we won't be able to be there, but it'll, that'll be right. exciting. People that'll that be will, wonderful. Because that building, that, that Coliseum holds 13,000 people. I don't know with COVID if there's restrictions or if right. they'll have to tone that down or not but but that'll be fun have a, a face a flashpoint live see so y'all ought to watch brother copeland that's KCM. right it'll be wonderful uh, and they'll have a flashpoint i think they're having lance wallenow and uh mario morello you know yeah. our friend and uh, uh i think maybe hank kuhneman i don't know who all they're having on that flashpoint right. that sunday night but then they go right into their uh, all day long i mean brother copeland you know brother copeland's 85 <laughs> years old now and uh, he hadn't changed his schedule no he hasn't since he was first started that's right i mean 50 we, uh, we something started years listening ago. to him back in 1972 yeah and uh, right. here it is all these years later and he's still having 137 services a day well, not quite that many, but I mean right. all day long with all these great speakers. And so I, we, we will be there, but toward the latter part of the week. I remember in the late 60s when I was still in Bible college, my, he came to our home church in Shreveport, Louisiana, mm -hmm, sure. Life Tabernacle there. And, and Brother Jack Moore, my pastor, had Brother Kenneth copeland in as a young man he was very mm -hmm. he was in his 30s i guess then yeah, he would have been. and um uh, my mother wrote me my darling mother wrote me a letter when i was in bible college and she said oh we've had this this really wonderful young man preaching at the church and he seems to be very excited <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget. And then she went on, he's teaching on faith. 
and healing. And she said, it's been really good. But I would never forget her saying, saying he seems to be very excited. <laughs> well, she actually wrote you another letter saying that Brother Hagen, Hagen had been there yeah. and that he seemed to really like Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Yeah, he, he <laughs> preaches on the same scripture every night, she said. <laughs> and I, I remember those those two letters and I, and I think what a heritage, you know, to have. And then so when... And you know, she's 93 today and just still healthy and, and, and spry. Oh, Oh my goodness! And around and her about, faith and is strong. In her church, mind is strong. I mean, it's just the been, church she'd been going to for a number of years closed down yeah. here in the last couple of years, so she didn't have a church. And you and I went uh, last Easter and preached for our friends Ben and Tammy. Ben and Priest, Tammy Priest, and they've got their great church, River of, River of God, God, in, in uh, Kingwood, Texas. Right. And so we took your mom with us. <laughs> and of course, you know Ben. Those of you all that have been around any time at all, Ben Priest was was the guy that started the, the motorcycle club Tribe of Judah, and. Yeah. Still has it and still hosts huge motorcycle rallies there. Right. And so uh, so now your 93-year-old mother's going to a biker church. She loved it and just started going there. I told her not to be coming in with a bunch of tattoos and stuff, right. you know. But, oh, uh, it's been fun. You know, uh, the, the work of the gospel is such an exciting thing to me and always has been since I was a child. I just remember uh, so many wonderful things that just caught my attention in church, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why it's so important that you be faithful uh, to the local church, that you be faithful to the work of God. How, and, and some of you have a have a hard road to hoe, as we say in Texas, sure. trying to find uh, churches that actually preach faith sometimes, and especially during the pandemic. Um, you know, it's just a sad thing um, when the ministry compromises the word of God. And then doesn't Boy, you can't compromise the word, and and then then people don't get help, and then they don't encourage miracles, and then everything becomes affected. The joy, the peace, the worship, everything becomes soulish instead of supernatural. Yes, and you and you really want to go after those things, and that's one thing that I salute many of the pastors and churches like Ben and Tammy oh, and the, these folks here in the Hill Country. All of the things that we have seen God do, and the great pastors and leaders that have been fearless and courageous. We just came back from California and Oregon where some of the greatest, fearless, courageous pastors here in America. Well, they're heroes, seen. yeah. They're heroic in what they do, but it's so vital you know, we to your growth. Weeks. Yeah. We were gone for six weeks. We started at the very, very bottom of California, I mean, yeah. on the Mexican border <laughs> yes. in El Centro. El Centro. And then over to San Diego and then, then up to uh, Anaheim and then yeah. on up to... Porterville and Visalia yes. and uh, uh, Orange County and then, then on and finally ended up in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Uh, Great meeting there. And then headed home and we were home what, four days and then went to the hill country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and, and you know, it's an amazing thing that we really be about the master's work. But the same thing that is that is the foundational strength of your life as a believer is that you know you are about the master's work. And I just wanted to give a commercial here for owning maps of the world or a globe um, or your city or something, because I think it's so important. Uh, like I would take the missionary newsletters from our church when Dean and I were pastoring and I'd, and I'd bring them home and I said, don't ever throw those away, put them in a stack and I'll take them home. Sure. And I would lay them out on the guest bed of my, of my guest room and I would 
Oh, my goodness. I would pray over every single one of them, lay my hands on them and pray over the, the work of God. And sometimes when we didn't have any money to give to anybody, I knew I could give prayer. Absolutely. And I knew I could you pray give. pray my letter? Yes, of course. And I, I had them all laid out there and I would, I would weep and travail over some. And it was just amazing to me, the flow of the Holy Ghost, because I put myself in business. I started my own prayer business with my globe and my maps and my missionary newsletters. And I had moved my, my rocking chair from another place upstairs to that bedroom. And I'd sit there with my rocking chair and a cup of tea and my Bible and a notebook. Cause it, it one of the, I, I found out one of the tricks of the enemy was to make me think of the five things I didn't do before I went up there mm-hmm. to pray. And so I got to where I'd take a tablet, a little, little journal like this, and I'd write down, Oh, I, you know, I forgot to put the clothes in the dryer, you know, Oh, I forgot to, you know, uh, go in there and, and, uh, you know, um, do this or do that. And I, and I, I just said, no, I'm not going to get interrupted with a brush fire. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm not going to get interrupted with a brush fire. So I'd write down not only scriptures and things that the Lord gave to me as I prayed and interceded for people and worshiped and learned from the word of God during that time, but it would be the things that I forgot to do. And it would come to mind oh you did put that on your grocery list you know or oh i forgot i needed to go clean clean that out i need to do that today and so i'd write that down and it, and it, it dawned on me that why that all happened that wasn't just the devil <laughs> that was as i prayed in the spirit it energized my thoughts and my brain sure. and my brain cells. And I would remember everything <laughs> that I had forgotten to do. Sure. And so I counted that All as a book. Dean had forgotten Dean for- to do. <laughs> Dean forgot for me to do. And so I found that not a curse, but a great blessing because we know from the word of God that the spirit, the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. And it would quicken my brain as I prayed in tongues to remember what I needed to do, what my, what, what my uh, responsibilities were and who who I needed to call, you know, I need to call this person or I needed to call that. And it would, it would be like a sifting the Holy spirit. As I prayed in tongues, Terry and worshiped the Lord and interceded over the missionary letters, it would be a sifting of all what's really important. And it would help me categorize the task for the day and the responsibilities. But at the foundation of it was praying for the lost. No, absolutely. At the foundation of it was spending time as sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Hey, listen, you know, um, I just want to remind everybody that Fear and faith can't live in the same house. <laughs> yes. You know, being in California was yes. really weird. Oh, you know, it was. From Texas, you know, Texas doesn't do masks, and Texas is open, and Oklahoma is open, and doesn't hardly do masks. And, and we got out to California. What an said, education. Hey, it's a new world. And, uh, and, and like you said, those pastors in California and Oregon are, oh, are those heroes. Pastors, the church wives, people are heroes. Marvelous They'll come women. to church, and so they've tried to have another shutdown. Yes. Uh, and uh, we've had some friends that pastor that the sheriffs in their counties and towns have just come to the church and said, we're not going to shut you down. We're not going to arrest right. you. We're, not, we're just not going to do it. That's not what we're about. Right. And uh, so Thank they're just God. sticking it out. But I just want to remind everybody that, that you can't get in fear. You know, they're going to come up with the, they've come up now with this Delta variant. And they'll come up with another variant. They'll come up with another variant. And and they've done that uh, ever since time memorial. It's just right. we've never been scared before. Nothing's new under the and sun. And uh, they finally figured out last year that they could scare the church into closing. Mm. And 
uh, and control the people with fear. No more. And and I'm amazed at how people are controlled with fear and with That's shame. Right. They're shaming people. Right. Uh, peer pressure to try to get them to stay Which home. Which we always told our teenagers not to give in to. You know, our government is now allowing hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens into the country, uh, not checked for COVID, not checked for anything else, and, coming from all over the world. Well, the news and report the other day was that they're 99% COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, obviously, obviously, they don't care. It's about control. Right. Because, obviously, if they were concerned, they'd be checking the health. Whole other But uh, I just want to remind you here, as we need glass, this last minute that we have this fear and faith cannot cannot That's live right. in the same house has do not get in fear and i've told a lot of people i said it's really none of my business i'm just right. a, i'm just a guy none of my business if you wear a mask or socially distance or wash your hands five thousand times a day none of my business unless you do it in fear That's right. none of your pastor's business if you do that unless you do it in fear right. once you do it in fear it is your pastor's business and it is my business as an apostle of the church to tell you don't let fear control you. That's right. God's not giving you the spirit of fear, but of love, Thank power, God. and a sound mind. Thank God. And of course, we're out of time. Well, that's good news, isn't it? You know, to know that the greater one lives in us, that the Word of God is the power of God yes. living through us, and that we can literally live <laughs> like the people of God on this planet. Well, you know, we, we had good miracles on this trip. Yes, in our next program, I'd like to talk about miracles. Talk about miracles. Yeah. We'll be back and talk to you about miracles on the next program. And in the meantime, we want to remind you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye.